Hello and welcome back Boneheads, this is Rich and I'm joined once again by Ben. Hey everybody, on today's episode, episode number 9, we'll be talking about non-NAF tournaments, Blood Bowl RPG and the usual games, hobby and star players. But first things first, we just want to say Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year Blood Bowlers, Uh, Happy New Year Boneheads. Thank you ever so much for all the support and participation that uh, you you all helped us out with in 2018. We're really looking forward to doing the same again, if not more, as you'll hear in our news segment in 2019, just to grow, support, and play around in the Blood Bowl community. Yeah, we want to give a little back. I mean, this this whole this whole sort of six months, yeah, or so has been it surpassed our expectations, I think, by a hundredfold. Um, we didn't expect sort of the the reaction we got and the and the, the little bit of love that we've got so far and the the regular listeners. So yeah, very much so. Thank you very much. For both of us. It's been brilliant. We've had thousands more downloads than we expected to have. <laughs> so, first thing we'd like to do is the competition. Yes, we ran a competition just before Christmas for a couple of weeks for the painted uh, Christmas miniature. We had some brilliant entries, some kit bashes, some entire teams um, <laughs> even. Uh, but the, the, the result in the end went to a gentleman named Peter um, in Poland. Um, he painted a, a goblin. The Christmas goblin. The Christmas goblin. It was awesome. He was, he was a bomber, but he threw presents. And it was just... The paint on it was just something else. And we did give, we did use Ian to uh, to do the judging for us and to pick a favourite. We did. Ian is a massive goblin player in Age of Sigmar and in Blood Bowl, so it was probably a bit of a... It was it was a no-brainer for him, I think. It was a bit, but um, no, great effort. Thank you, everybody, for that. It was awesome. Yeah, really appreciate it. And um, we'll try and do some more again this uh, year. Absolutely. Right. So, over to news. What have you got for us this week, Rich? We have got, obviously, um, the normal Kickstarter type of stuff, but we're going to talk about tournaments as well that you and I are, are planning and have already announced. Um, I'll start with the, the Kickstarter. So there's only one Kickstarter at the moment, but it is from Hungry Trolls. So someone with a bit of, um, a bit of experience and a bit of, a bit of a reputation already within sort of a, our little community. Um, they are releasing a new Pirate Orcs team, which are... Bleeding brilliant. <laughs> uh, see these I've actually seen. Normally I don't until you tell me about stuff, but I've seen these. It looks really good. They did um, last year the Goblin Corset in a very similar theme, like the piratey sort of goblins, um, and they've just followed it up with the orcs, and they're brilliant. So brilliant. You get this sort of Davy Jones feel about them. They've got at the moment, a if you get in there quick enough, an early bird offer of £63, roughly, um, for a full team, either in metal or resin, plus all of the free stretch goals. Uh, normally it's £77. For us in the UK, you're looking at about 15 quid though for a postage and packaging. So it can be a bit steep, but the, the effort they put into this are, are fantastic, to be honest. Um, the, the stretch goals are including um, extra linemen. The first one looks like Jack Sparrow, which made me chuckle a little bit. It's like an orky Captain Jack Sparrow. A couple of goblins, chainsaw star player, an old troll, alternative thrower. But they also are given the options for extra hooks and extra hats to be able to use in place of hands and obviously to cover heads. All in all, it's a, it's a neat little looking team. Loving all the nautical features, barnacles, um, limpets, tentacles. It's just it's beautiful. So they're also including offers if you want to buy that team and one of their older ones uh, for a bit of a, a special deal as well. So if you like the Goblin Corsairs, obviously you can mix and match a little with the trolls, with the with the goblins and the orc team as well. It's, it's just a good bit of fun and a, a bit of nautical lovely. They're doing a great job with this one. So it's called Broken Jaws Pirate Orcs Kickstarter. They're at 6,900 at the target of 3,500. So they've already beat their target. Oh, nice. Three and a half weeks to go still. Yeah, 25 days to go. And yeah, they look really good. What I think they did really well, not just as a team, 
But for the last two and a half, three months, they've been building up on this. Yeah. And every now and again, they put a post up saying 40 days. Actually, you know what? That's how I knew about it is because it came from the football community rather than just one single post of this is coming. Uh, they've, they've, they've done it really well, actually, without flooding it. Yeah, they've, they've managed to, to get interest from people without actually having to, to do anything. They're just posting something up every couple of weeks. I was lucky enough to be able to get into their little secret group That's right cool. at the beginning. One of them, they were looking at uh, potentially modelling after um, LeChuck from the uh, Monkey Island series, if anyone <laughs> is old enough to remember that. <laughs> I might be showing my age a little there. I don't think he ever came up with a Guybrush Threepwood, but there was talk of a Guybrush Threepwood Goblin, but I think that would have been a bit hard-pushed. They are. The models are very detailed. The positions are cool. Loving the top hat on the orc. Oh, he's pretty. It looks like Slash, doesn't it? Yes, it does, yeah. It does look like Slash. There's um one thrower in particular. I think it's on the right-hand side when you look at the actual um, image. It's my, my favourite in that team. The one with the top ultras around him? Yes. Yeah, that is that is awesome. Really no, they've done a brilliant job with these. The price is decent. Um, yeah, yeah, particularly really what normally do. Normally get, yeah, you get a lot. And... It's unsurprising it's doing well. Like I said earlier, this, they're a well-known third-party manufacturer. And when you do quality managers like that, you, you're never going to have a problem, are you? No, really good. But yeah, but unfortunately, that's that's all there is. Well, it's January. I say that's all there is. That's a lie. They've just released, I say they, Games Workshop have just released two new star players, haven't they? They've released Helmet Wolf. Oh, yeah. And Carla. Carla Von Kill. Carla Von Kill. What do you reckon to these models? Carla Von Kill is a little bit too L'Oreal. Um, just, I don't know, it's just not very remarkable. She like, looks like a human player. Yeah. Just It just looks like a female human player instead of a, instead of a star player for me. Yeah, I think they probably relied on the fact that she is a female player to be the distinguishing feature as opposed to being a particularly good star player or a particularly good player, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Helmet Wolf. On the other hand, I think it's fantastic. That model is full of character. It's just, it's it's what your dad looks like in his late 50s after too many beers and just goes out on one with a chainsaw. <laughs> like, uh, he looks like, yeah, he's uh, he's ready to retire and this is what he's moved to now. So yeah, really, I, I, I think they're good. I don't think I'm going to rush out and buy either of them. Um, I mean, Helmet Wolf is a good player to have access to. As you know, I want all the star players. Yeah. Helmet Wolf will be one of the ones I get from Games Workshop because just a lot of them are too muscle bound. I'm perfect and wonderful. Having someone who's a little bit overweight and tardy and <laughs> just swinging a chainsaw time. around is, is yeah. just fantastic. And I can't I can't pass that opportunity up. No, I think. A, it is a cool model. Uh, Eighteen pounds from Forge World. I mean, it's always expensive, but they're always good. Yeah. So yeah. you can't knock that. Also, they did the previews for the Goblin uh, Extra Positionals. They did. They did, and it took us a little while to work out what the Uligan was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, still no confirmation. He's got, <laughs> got a, a hand, a clacker with a microphone, isn't he? Microphone and some sort of a loudspeaker on his back. It's the, um, Doom Dive looks great. Doom Dive looks brilliant. Yeah, really happy with that. Pogo, I like. Yeah, Pogo is cool. I mean, there's they, they've so many conversions out there. They were, were going to have to be really good models, and you know what? They're pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with them. I'll have to pick them up at some point. No, um, be good to see them in the flesh. Yeah, it will be good. And also the Rotspawn... The, yeah, the, the Beast of the Nurgle. The Bile Rotspawn or something like that. No. The Beast of Nurgle, yeah. The, the Beast, Beast of Nurgle, Nurgle. Um, is coming out. The thing looks huge. It does look massive. Um, I I think I prefer yours. I, I think I prefer mine. Yeah, it looks more like a player. This looks more like 
I don't know. I mean, the Beast of Nurgle originally did look like complete garbage beasts. And, and if you look at sense. the video game as well, yeah, it's just a slimy worm. And you know that's fair enough. Just I like I like yours a bit better. Yeah, I, I think it's a better fit. Which is the model from Rogue Trader, the Rogue box Trader. set. Yeah, yeah, the big Nurgle beastie. Yes, the guy with the tentacles. And cheaper as well. Much cheaper. I picked him up yeah. for less than a tenner. So Goblin's good, Helmet Wolf good, Karla average, um, Beast of Nurgle average. Yeah. Not bad, GW. So while we're on the topic of Games Workshop, last time you managed to predict the next team. I did. What are you predicting for the next Halfling. team? Halfling. You reckon? Yep, I reckon they're going to stun You know what, they could do that. Now they've proved they can have big guys in there. Yes. Uh, with a lot of players so you could see a halfling team with two big treemen there wouldn't be a lot of customization options uh, for the trees yeah just for the trees yeah. I think there could be for the halflings oh, I don't know I reckon just... they might just give them a little one piece like they do with the Gretchens for the 40k yeah but they could still fit six say six different halflings mm-hmm. and a tree man on each sprue it's yeah 14 players you know that's all Done. you need now I would hope that they bring out an extra positional when the halfling team comes out now, what they can do for it, I don't know. But they did with the goblins, didn't they? They, they brought did. out the Doom Diver, which really suits goblins. Halflings, I don't know. Could be anything. Now, they've got some cool players on the pro halfling team. It would be nice to see them take some sort of idea from that. Or just, you know, I mean, I know Rick, one of the guys in our, in our group, is really hoping for a halfling with a jetpack. I can see that as well. <laughs> there, there is There is an option for that, but then... When an ogre team finally comes out, you're going to have to expect a, a snotling with a helicopter attached to him or something, aren't you? I think that's fair. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah. I, I do think it's going to be halfling. I think there's a lot of love for it. Well, after playing against them at the tournament we went to last time, they're a great team. I mean, piloted, well, they're a great team. I, I'm, that's Kickstarters. That's new models from Games Workshop. It is. Tournaments? Tournaments. So we've got the Stunty Cup coming up on the 23rd of February, which we are sponsoring. Yeah. Which we went to last year. So it's first incarnation. Incarnation. It's first incarnation. <laughs> so that's the uh, Marla Bowl Stunty Cup 2 Revenge of the Squig. Revenge of the Squig. That's at the Geek Retreat in Birmingham. Yep. Saturday the 23rd of February. And it will be a great laugh. It's going to be awesome. Last year's was brilliant. It's 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 a stunty league from Fumble. The team's from that. Um, but on the day. So everyone's kind of kit-bashed their own teams. I mean, you've nearly finished yours. Yeah, everything's primed but my star player, and I'm halfway through painting them. Ah, oh, that's good. See, I've got mine all arriving on Saturday, with the new oh. Gloom Spite stuff coming out, the Squig Hoppers, and the Squigs just landed. The timing right on time. that is perfect. Yeah, it, it is brilliant. Really better, so, they'll come on Saturday, Give me gives me a month to paint them, yep. which means I'll do it on Friday the 22nd. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and it's that'll just be great fun. I reckon there'll be a lot of Squig teams there. So, um, looking forward to playing that. You've got your Spideys? I've got my Spideys, so it's completely different to anything I've ever played in my life. So, I'm hopefully getting in a practice game next Thursday Ooh. against somebody from Paul at Entoyment. Oh, that's cool. So, the guys that I, I go to every now and again. So, um, hopefully I'll be playing a guy called Richard down there. He's going to be a Richard off. I won't say <laughs> what it could be. But, yeah, um, he's going to run Goblins um, to be able to, to match against me and use tournament rules. So... I'll get a better idea of whether my setup is decent or not. I oh, see. I'm just going to gung ho mine and uh, just go for it. Just, yeah, just love it. I might trick someone in from the might trick someone at the club to actually run their normal team against them just to see because I know we spoke about the stunty team. I wonder how well they'd compare. But actually, it'd be great to be like, hey, Milton. Yeah. How's your orc team? Fancy playing a game against my squig team. Yes. I just think it'd be very chompy and really fun. It'd be good fun. So that's the next one we are attending, and like you said, we're sponsoring that. We are. Um, but we're running a couple. We are. Again at Entoyment. 
Um, I've already announced the horror-themed one. Which is the tome, the Tombstone, Tombstone Tournament. That's going to be on the 26th of October. Just before Halloween. Um, Just before Halloween. So that's the Entoyment store in Poole. It is indeed. We're getting more and more details confirmed as we go. Um, so we'll be putting up more sort of timings and rules and things like that. Um, although I have spent a good portion of time working out some custom weather tables and kickoff tables. Yeah, and they look really fun. They do look great. Yeah, it's going to be. Say, I do have to say, the basis of this is based from Sean, from who does the minor bowl. Yeah. Who started doing a, a horror bowl as, a, horror as bowl. a league. And I said to him, you need to make this a tournament. And he went, I don't really have the time. And I went, do you mind if I use it? <laughs> he, he said that I can use whatever I wanted from the, from the rules pack that he created. Um, I've got some ideas from it, and I think I pilfered a couple of them. But... Yeah, shout out to him for giving me the the inspiration to, to get on with it, really. Hopefully he'll make his way As down. As I say, I wonder if we'll be able to make it. Paul is quite far. Paul is quite far. Birmingham. But I have told him that it's a great time of year because you've got Burley down the road and that's got steeped in history of witchcraft. That is that is a good point. Perfect for Halloween. Um, so right. hopefully I can convince him to do it. So what else is there? We're doing another one. We are. Um, this one's at the end of June and it's a, it's a little closer to who we are and what we're about, I think. It's it's really creative, creatively named as well. <laughs> it's the Bonehead Bowl. So that's right. We will be hosting the Bonehead Bowl, hopefully the first annual Bonehead Bowl, uh, on the, again, Saturday the 29th of June in Poole at the Entoyment Store, which is a really great little venue. It's a bit closer to us than Birmingham. Only so, a little bit. Yeah. Only by about three hours or so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which makes it a lot better for us. We're not 100% set on the rule pack yet, but... No. We're thinking a mixed team tournament. Yeah, I mean, we when we did it with Rick a couple of months back, yeah, we loved it. it Rick enjoyed brilliant. it, and Rick didn't really know what he was walking into when we kind of said, yeah. "Does anybody want to do it?" Neither did we, but it was. Nor just... did we, but yeah, we're a bit madcap with it anyway, aren't we? But I really enjoyed it. The the possibilities, and I genuinely just had fun. It was great fun because I didn't look it. at it thinking, "Oh, I'm, I can win this game," because I'm looking at it going, "That actually going to work." <laughs> How is this going to work? Yeah. yeah. So uh, for both of these tournaments, we're thinking one day, three games, Yes. very similar to how Birmingham and Stunty Cup, which are two really well-run tournaments, yeah. uh, one day is, we, we love the format, may tweak the timings, but that's what we are going to shoot for with both of our tournaments, and we'd love as many people as possible to come and just have a great day. Promise decent prizes, Yes. Um, and we promise a good day of just Blood Bowl nonsense. Yeah, and the, the, the guys that run it and the actual... The actual shop itself is just great. It really is good down there. So, um, so yeah, so three tournaments we've got coming up. Stunty Cup on the 23rd of February in Birmingham, run by Sean. And the Bonehead Bowl on the 29th of June in Poole, run by yeah. us. And the Tombstone Tournament on the 26th of October, again in Poole, run by us, based on rules by Sean. Based on rules by Sean. And you know what? Please come along and support us. We'll have a great do. day. Please do. Okay, I think that's everything for news. Okay, over to games, hobby, and bits and bobs. Rich, what have you been playing? Not enough. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas. I have been climbing the walls. That's not true. You got a game of Bloodborne on Christmas Day, didn't you? I started to. You started to. I started to teach my, my middle boy. I have to call him a middle boy because I've got four children. He's the third, he's the second of my three sons. 
if I can't call him my middle child because I've got two of them. Uh, that's true. Um, so it's my middle boy. So that's Be- Mason. It is Mason. Mason has a, a Skaven team which you lovingly painted. Ooh. They look fantastic. I love painting those guys. Thank you again. I'm not. I'm not a fan of that paint scheme. I don't ever use blue because uh, the Ultramarines ruined them for me as a child. <laughs> Like the entire colour is just dead to me. So when you sent me pictures of what he played with, I was like, that's cool. And you know what? It was great to paint something I would never normally paint. Yeah, it gave you that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. You're not looking at it thinking, oh, I'd probably do that or I've already done this before. I would I would like to go back and do a better job of them. But no, I, no, no. I figured, I figured he'd be okay with it. Not at all. I mean, <laughs> it's better than I could have done. So no, not at all. But he loved it. Absolutely loved it. So I started teaching bits and pieces. I mean, he's only six. So he's still um, trying to find his way around it and understand yeah, sort of that is quite young for Blood Bomb but um, that's why it's, I've got random around six and so I have expectations <laughs> it was just it was it was great and it was nice to be able to find something else to do with him they're, they're still well looked after and oh, that's good. Um, so they're going to be looked after proper um, but other than that all I've been able to do is get in some some online games except every man and his dog still still rage quits still having rage quits on Blood Bowl 2 I had I had Right. Yeah. Monday night, one player quit on me four times. The same guy. Same guy. So we kept matching you with it. Kept matching me with yeah. it. Is this open Any... ladder? Huh? Is this on the open, open ladder? ladder? Yeah. So the first three were before we'd even got to inducement stage. He just conceded, but I played him previously oh, about right, two okay. weeks before, and he failed a block with Grashnak, and he got injured or killed. Oh, he was the Grashnak guy. He's the Grashnak guy. Yeah. I mean, I'd be upset. And then we actually decided to actually play when it came to the fourth attempt, and then his first block he attempted was a two die uphill block and he got a power and a skull re-rolled it power and a skull wow. so I chose the skull and he rage quit I'm like oh, that is um, very frustrating I mean yeah. people who make two die up blocks are heroes but you you got to follow it through you do but that yeah. was the very first thing he did <laughs> like, he didn't move anything he didn't try and put anybody in a better position I, I don't Amazing. think he read the guard and I think that's all it was he didn't concentrate on the guard and just flick too quick I have been playing Necromantic a bit more. I've been playing with Kemri, going through my undeads. And it's just been fun. Yeah, it's I been mean, fun I caught it. the end of your game today, which yes. was a 3-0 win. 3-0 win against with Chaos, Necros. with Necros with yeah. three touchdowns in the second half. See? So, it was the first night, the first club night of 2019 it was at indeed. Wobble last night. That was good fun. It you was. Got your game in. Who were you playing? I played Ian and his Amazons. Ooh, so Ian's Amazons are, well, they're now 5 and... 5-0-1. Oh, yes, so, so I lost... Storming team at the moment. 2-1. But Mirrors Bloodhorn, my Minotaur, got two more casualties yeah. and an MVP. Every time I came over, that guy was wrecking the team. He's just... He's, he's an animal. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. The thing is, with having Amazons in the league, it makes you just wish you had loads of tackle, but the rest of our league has hardly any dodge. Yes. It's just, I think, just my gutters, Alex's gutters, Ian's... Um, Amazons. Yeah, and like... It's and a healthy amount of Blackhawks with Blodge as well. <laughs> but, I mean, it's so true. What are you going to do against a, a straightforward Blodge Blackhawk? You, you just don't block Cry him. a little. Yeah, no. It went all right. I mean, my Orc with foul appearance was quite useful. Um, it stopped Ian on three occasions That's being good. able to make a block. Prehensile tail on him as well and made one dodge in particular difficult for him. From what I saw, um, the star of that game for you, even though you lost, was the Goblin. The Goblin's amazing. I love the Goblin. So I was watching your game, and your Goblin was doing loads of stuff, and on, I watched Milton's game as well. Yeah, Milton is running, was running his orcs against uh, New Ben's Goblins, and his Goblin was amazing. Yeah. 
He's the only guy on that entire field, on, that, on his entire team, that knew what to, to do with the ball. However, I've got it. Sorry, I know I'm, I'm jumping in on your game, but <laughs> the moment of the night for Club Night was Milton had his guys lined up literally at the end zone with the ball. Mm-hmm. His goblin had the ball. He was flanked either side by a couple of balls. One was a blitzer. The bomber was in the end zone. This is Ben's bomber. Yeah. And uh, Milton, for great glory, did a two dive blitz with the goblin on the ball carrier to score the touchdown and just double sculled <laughs> with a reroll. I felt awful. Uh, ben was quite chuffed. I mean, he picked it up the next turn and got a touchdown. It was awesome, but it was just, I oh, just loved the glory of that. He's like, no, my goblin can blitz his way into the end zone and bounced off another goblin. <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, so individual goblins on teams are amazing. I think for the Renegades, the goblins are the, the real star player. He's the one that could be here or everything. You'd think it was the Dark Elf, but with a successful throw teammate, the goblin has got like, what, between 12 and 15 squares movement. But he's got access to mutations as well. Mutations, agility. He starts with dodge. He starts with dodge. Uh, stunty. stunty. So he's 3 plus re-rolling, so he's, yeah. He's... You know what? He's 2 strength. Yeah, I get that. But if you stick a couple of renegade linemen with guard alongside him, he's strength. He's strength yeah, right. exactly. just... He's he's the, the, the unsung hero, I think, of that. Yeah, it was nice to get back into it last night. It was really good. Really good club night. Five good, five really brutal games going on. It was awesome. Uh, I didn't get to play a game. That's okay. I, I'm the umpire, so that's all right. I wander <laughs> around doing that, so that was quite good fun. It was great to see all the games. Uh, the only thing I've really managed to play is I've been playing some Blood Bowl, BB2, yeah. and BB1, actually. Both of the random Skaven teams, just because I was like, oh, man, I'm playing my Skaven for like a month. And I've been playing ogres and stuff, so I was like, I'll get back into it. And oh, I just love developing a Skaven team. So my league team, I've got two gutter runners that are worth about half a million each because they've got agile <laughs> and a bunch of skills. And They're just, brutal. but they they dictate my gameplay. Yeah, it was lush going back and just playing with blank Skaven to the point where I might actually run another Skaven team just to see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I'll paint a different one. So I'm gonna have half of the Underworld team. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, loving, loving, loving that again. I tried a skating team. You I really? set one up. I have. Oh yes, it's the, the gutter runnerless ones. The alternate build, the which alternate is build. the difficulty setting legendary mode. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I think I think legendary would be only lineman. Only lineman, I agree. Yeah. But um, it's going all right. Oh, you played three, one, two, lost one. So you're running your ogre. Running the rat ogre. Yeah. Rat ogre, two, two blitzers, lineman, two throwers. But yeah, no gutter runners. I've not been successful in, in making my Skaven teams killy, ever. Uh, Buzz Justice is pretty good now, my star blitzer. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I've not really managed to do much with casualties on Skaven. Uh, I mean, hobby-wise? Right. Uh, I obviously painted up the Skaven team you for, for your Second first board. middle child. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got the Undead team for Christmas. I've been building those. Um, great, great kit. A little fiddly, but not remotely... PTSD inducing like the elves, <laughs> which is great. And halfway through, I do want to fiddle around and make the mummies a little bit less um, jolly, because they do kind of look like they're skipping their way, which does not suit a player type. But you know, I've seen a lot, of, a lot of stuff on the Blood Bowl community where people have like done a couple of little cuts and just made them stand up straight. Yeah, made them like more brutal. A little so, bit of green stuff, and yeah, they look a bit more befitting for their size. So I'll get them all built, and then I'll, I'll cut and stick and things like that, which is cool. How about you? Um, I've been working on my forest goblins. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so I painted up Zarbag. He's I one mean, of my shaman. The Zarbag gets 
the Shade Spire, sorry, Underworld crew is awesome. It is brilliant. Well, World awesome brilliant. I've spoken about before, I'm using one that's part of my star player, Chomper and Stomper. Yeah. I'm using... Which looks brilliant. Which looks good. I can't wait to paint him. I'm using uh, Zarbag as one of my shaman. And I thoroughly enjoyed painting him. I finally cracked how to do faces. It looks really good. Him, um, which cheered me up to no end. All the spider riders are done. A couple of the stickers are done. So, I'm... I'm I hasn't been massive amounts, but I'm on course for completing before the um before the tournament. So we'll get through Stunty League, and then I want to see this Beastman team put together and painted. It's put together. Brilliant. I have the Beastman, including the two Minotaurs. Yeah, well, I have got yeah. both of them. Yeah. Just in case, you never know, do you? But I have got them ready. Yeah. Not primed, but they are built. So I've got um I've got the the stuff to make an ethereal team. Yes. Craig has already built his ethereal he team. The guy from the crew. So I'm hoping that. You know, at some point when the season four stops and we move, we transition through the playoffs and go into the Eternal League, we can bring up the Super League, have yes. all the secret teams in there as well, and just 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 have a really great mismatch of stuff. Go for it! Because the Beastman team looks really good. It looks really, it's very tempting. It, yeah, it's yeah. a it's an all or nothing. I think it's either going to be amazing, I think, or um, you're just going to throw away the young boys and go I for think it. Could be good. And I will be running my Squig team in against regular teams just to see. Same with me and the Forest Goblins. <laughs> Although I've um I've just picked up Savage Orcs to make the other Forest Goblin alternative. Oh, yes, you got them off. Uses the Forest Goblin Stunty. Yeah. And although the other one is basically a Stunty as well, it's not classed as Stunty. And that includes Savage Orcs, Forest Goblins, Spider Riders, and a Troll. Because I love Trolls, so I figured I'd run one. So if you love Trolls, uh, the Gloom Spike Git stuff is just coming out from Games Workshop for their war game Age of Sigma. Yeah. The trolls look awesome. I want one for Ripper. So uh, me and you, Ben, have already decided we're going to buy at least yeah. one box <laughs> um, and just sell them, break it, and sell it within the group for, for Blood Bowl trolls yeah. because I think they're going to be the perfect size. Now, you, I like big, unnecessary models for Blood Bowl, yes. and I will make you play giant Blood Bowl. You don't one need day. to make me. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. You've got the, you've got the here. The, the side the Gorgon is behind me, it's awaiting the, to play. It's the one he's built mine. These new trolls look amazing. They do. I think they're going to be absolutely brilliant Blood Bowl trolls, which is amusing because Games Workshop just previewed the other troll. Um, that's a slightly different posed one, but I think it did. I like that as well. I Although like it. That's supposed to be a human leg, I think. Yeah, it is, which is quite that cool. It's a very large human leg. Could be an ogre leg. Could be an ogre leg. But um, I think the new trolls are going to be amazing, which makes me want to run a troll team from the Secret League, which is trolls and snotlings. Because oh yeah. It's in there as well with Snotling Pump Wagons, I think. Oh, that one! Yeah. That oh, really cool. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of cool teams out there, and I just think trolls are great. I know you hate them. I do. With very good reasoning, because <laughs> they are awful. But I think just having a massive troll team, or breaking the Blood Bowl rules completely, and running a Super League split team with secret teams, running a half troll, half squig team, I've basically got Gloom Spite on a Blood Bowl board. I tried to think how many possibilities oh, there would just be. It would be awful. The trolls would be staring into space while, <laughs> while the squigs were trying to eat them. Oh, it'd be amazing. Would they automatic? There's a question. Yeah. We're going, oh, completely off Peter here. That's good. If you have... if you, Say you had a vampire team. Yep. And you had a human team. Yep. Your vampire failed bloodlust. Are the human team thralls? I would say if we were going to run a super league with the stunty teams... Yes. I agree. For a mixed league team, for, for mixed league only, I would say not. 
Mixed league only, not. Yes. Super league. The rules are there specifically for the vampires to be to feed on. So they're like, they're their feeders. Yes. They're kind of like the the vampires look lookers. But when it comes to the secret league teams, because it doesn't work with the thrall, yeah. like the squigs in the stunty league, I think basically anything that doesn't have um, bloody hungry or whatever the word is, um, bloodthirst, bloodthirst, bloodlust, bloodlust, is is fair game. Yeah. Okay. But that would also mean that everyone would have to have animosity who wasn't of the same race, because you wouldn't be able to have one without the other. Oh, you're just a xenophobe. As I am completely. Yeah. So, we've covered Hobby, we've covered this. Are you buying anything for Blood Bowl or are you all set? Still want to get the two undead teams. Oh, yeah, run Camry. Oh, yeah, just run Camry. Yeah. Oh, I do still want that. And I picked up a couple of the um the, the, the creepy Resident Evil-looking wolf things. Oh, yeah, they're horrid. Hyrene. They're the Dark, El- Dark Eldar dog things. Yeah, to yeah. use as werewolves. Yeah, they're very cool. They're great. They are great models. They're wonderful. I can't wait to paint them. Yeah. So, yeah, I do want to get that because I'd like to run Camry slash Necro slash Undead. So, yeah, for me, it's just the uh, the squigs that are coming on the weekend. Yes. Now, I've ordered them from Games Workshop, and every time someone in the club has ordered them from Games Workshop, like a pre-order, it's arrived early. On the Friday morning, isn't so it? So I'm really hoping because I'm on leave this week. If it arrives Friday morning, I can spend all Friday building my, building my squigs, which will God, be that'd awesome. That'd be awesome. And then the following week, the trolls are out, and I figure I'm going to order two boxes. Yep. And then just spread them amongst the group. Yep, you'll be getting some love from me from that. That's it. Everyone, oh, everyone, yeah. everyone needs a ripper. And everyone needs a ripper. these guys make great rippers, I, I think. think so. I yeah. agree. And then I have to buy more for the actual... For Age of Sigma. But Blood Bowl comes first. It does, mate. It does. No, I think that's basically everything for me. I, yeah, same here. Brilliant. Same On to our first topic. Okay, so the first topic today is going to be about whether or not to make your tournament NAF approved. So I've tentatively called it to NAF or not to NAF. That is the question. <laughs> exactly. So we've been to one of both now, a NAF approved event and a non-NAF approved event. Yes. And we're looking at our two tournaments that we've got this yes. this year. One, not a chance of it being NAF, mm-hmm. because obviously the, the horrible has got all kinds of uh, teams that are non-NAF approved. But the Bonehead Bowl... We were looking at making it, you know, what our options were, mm-hmm. and then it came around. So in fact, someone asked, is it going to be a NAF-approved event? It did. And that got me thinking, actually, what are the benefits, what are the pros, and what are the cons of making it a NAF-approved event? Yes. So, because of the kind of podcast we are, we like crazy rules, the negatives. It's limited. It limits us to what we can do. And it works for some people. Obviously, if you're a, a die-hard player... Some people want their, their, I've played all 26 teams at the tournaments. and Which is an awesome thing to shoot for. It's, it's a fantastic yeah, achievement to, it really to get. Is. And hats off to people who do do it and, and put yeah. in the effort to do so. It, it is great. But that's not us. There is a place for it. And I wouldn't mind attending those types of events. But at the same time... We're about crazy rules. We're about crazy rules. And, and like you say, so it's kind of limiting. But I think there's probably two elements about NAF. Uh, about NAF approval. One is it restricts the rules. Now, the NAF are a pretty great bunch from what I've seen, from all the interactions I've had, and we went to the Birmingham Bowl, which did have custom rules for each, between each game, and you know that affected the games. Yeah. Didn't affect the team builds or anything like that. And you know what? It was NAF approved. Yes. So they're definitely open to specific rules for tournaments and things like that, which is which is brilliant. So actually, the Birmingham Bowl had a great amount of rules, 
and was NAF approved, and it gave that extra element of the people, it gave the extra element of purpose for going to it. Yeah, it, yeah, it gave you some, it was a different thing to actually look at, try, achieve. Yeah. Now, Blood Bowl tournaments, generally speaking, they've all got something unique, all got something special about them. So the Birmingham Bowl with those rules, the Stunty is the Stunty, the, the, the Tombstone tournament is, is a horrible tournament one day. They've all got special events about them. Yes. Now, if you're going to limit it and make it NAF approved, it becomes part of a big ecosystem of events that are all tied. It all brings the standards of play and the standards of rule together. And from that point of view, I think it's absolutely brilliant. But it does limit the special rules and the freedom you can get with it. And that can turn players off. So there's really two kinds of players. Yes, I agree. It's No, I think there are three. Okay. I think you've got those who want their stats and they want to see what they've done and how well they're doing and, and be ranked. Yep. Which is great for what NAF is. Yeah. There are others like um, myself and I would probably put Rob who does the the the, uh, the North Wales Carnage Cup. Yep. Into one where it's more of a community fun hobby centric. Yes. As opposed to hobby centric is probably a better way of putting it. So a hobby centric side of things where you want to see what someone's come up with. What's the fluff behind your team? Yeah. What have you done? How have you converted that guy? That's brilliant. Where did you get that from? I think the Stunty Cup probably falls into that. Yes. Yeah. And. You've got a portion of both which will fit into both. There are going yeah. to be some people who want to, to, to record and see how well they're doing, but at the same time, they're quite happy to have a bit of fun and see what happens to this tournament over the road That's it. instead of going to that NAF one. Yeah. So I think there are three types, but the the, the middle ground, if you've got your two circles where you're uh, your your patch di- in the middle. Venn diagram. That's the one. Yeah. Your Venn diagram is a, is a, a smaller portion. I don't think NAF approved is for us, although I am... I am a NAF member. And I am too, and have been for a long time. And I, I, you know, I think it's absolutely brilliant. But I think tournaments, especially ones that are one dayers, should be something, this is going to sound very over-glorified, but it should be something special, something memorable, something different. If you're going to have a load of tournaments that are all very similar rule sets, then going to lots of tournaments becomes your kind of yearly season. You're that team, mm-hmm. you're going, you're your team. Because that means that you can actually... Show them up which team you take to which events based yeah. on, which is which is brilliant. But you know, I like the idea of having something that's special that is just wacky. And you know, you listen to other Blood Bowl podcasts, and they've all got lots of their own like special rules for tournaments they've yeah. run and things like that with crazy weather and crazy kickoff tables, and it becomes an event. Yes. So, like we've spoken about with teams before, we like the idea of building a franchise, building something special, yes. having a one day with a with a, a varied rule set, making it an event makes it really cool. But as some people have said, it, it limits, I say it limits, it makes the entry harder. Yeah. So the stunty bowl is the level of entry is really high because there are only three teams you can take to that Yeah. without custom building another team. Now, some of those teams are easy to build. Some of those teams are very difficult to build. If you're interested in that, like you know, if you're a hobby player, yeah, that makes it more of an event. That's how that's an event. Like this is the team I built for this year's Stunty Cup, and it was awesome. And we played against loads of different teams and all a bunch of like-minded people. But there was eight people that went to the Stunty Cup last year, yeah, and 38 that went to Birmingham Bowl, and that was a normal. That was NAF. That was normal. That was Stunty. That was and that wasn't NAF. It it is more niche, and I get that. And I think you're always going to have a swing to to the to, to the confirmed races and the confirmed teams because that's where the rule set lies. Yeah. And and there's a reason for that. 
these teams have been tested for what, two or three years in some cases to make sure that they're balanced and before they're reintroduced or introduced. And there, there is a call for it and a, and a need for that structure. Yeah. I, for one, I've loved Kit Bash and my goblins. Yeah. And I've named them all already. I've got a bit of paper upstairs, which I wrote about four months ago with all their names on, <laughs> ready to go. And it's that sort of, I, I like being able to have that buy-in. Because like you said, it is a franchise. I'm looking at this knowing that that guy's fungus eater. I, yeah. By the way, one of them's called... They're, they're special guys. I've got two shamans. One's fungus eater and one's spider speaker. <laughs> spider speaker's the arachnorock shaman and fungus eater's our bag. See, that like, it fits. And it's it's that type of thing of being able to have that... Investment. Investment. Yeah. That investment and it's your... It, it becomes personal. But I think it takes it from a... So I would say, for Blood Bowl players go, you've got the basic player that can play, maybe plays on the league. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the intermediate or the advanced player that goes to tournaments. Yes. Then you've got the expert that will create something to go to a tournament or yeah. create rules or do that extra level. Yeah. And I think that's the, the filter you see between the, the NAF approved tournaments where everyone's like, oh, so NAF approved event. Cool. It's like Friday Night Magic. It's like okay. um, you know going to a, a veteran's night at a games workshop. The rules set is standardized. You know what you're in for. So I think... All that means is that for the people who do non-NAF approved events like the Stunty Cup, like probably Bonehead Bowl and definitely Tombstone Tournament, you've just got to try even harder as a, as a commissioner to make it as accessible as possible. Yes. And I think you have that kind of, that level of responsibility to make it clear, clean, to, to lower that buy-in. So if we did Bonehead Bowl and we do go with mixed teams, which I'm very excited about, yeah. actually we've, it's got to be optional. Yeah, so, I agree. So, so you've got Stunty Cup where you have three Stunty teams and a bunch of special ones. If we do the Bonehead um, Bowl where there's mixed teams, optional or standard teams, actually it means that even if you're not NAF approved, even if it's even if you're a NAF player, you can still bring any team you've got. So you can bring, you know, if if you're if you're a dad and you know you take your boy to tournaments but he's only got one team that's fine like that works well it's not going to be the end um, of the world and it doesn't doesn't put you off so i ran through the naf page for running a naf tournament actually they're not that restrictive but there's paperwork involved <laughs> <laughs> of course there is. you've got to make sure that everything lines up and you've got to use the the score system which is a program it's a really well built program that side of it looks really good now we saw sean doing that at birmingham bowl we did and you know what it's a pretty good program so if anyone out there is running a tournament and you're not sure whether to make it NAF approved or not, that NAF involvement, it is a bit of work, but it's not a massive amount. But it gives you the foundation and the structure you need to be able to do it without too much stress. Yeah. Because they are giving you the tools you need. All you need to do is... Which I think the, the is brilliant. Work. Yeah. Which sets that standard for, for, for bubble tournaments. Yeah. So I'm really pro-NAF, but... Oh, yeah. If you're not a NAF member, do it. Cost you a tenner and you get some dice. You do get some tall dice. Yeah, it's a cool dice. The core cool dice. I'll get my second set soon. The core cool dice are there. Like, that's that's enough for me. For all those players out there that do like their games to matter, it builds it builds that for them, and it makes people like you and I who've got to be TOs who are going to run a tournament. If we wanted to do it NAF wise, it's really easy to do. Yeah. Well, comparatively easy. I mean, I think running a tournament probably quite work, and I'm looking oh, forward to it. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not expecting it to be a walk in the park. But so yeah, I agree. I think there's if you're going to if you are a more competitive player, yeah, you will appreciate NAF tournaments probably a little bit more. And I think that was why it was so good for Stunty Bowl to be our first proper tournament we went to, because it there was no chance of that being uh, a, a NAF score hunting 
Okay. People weren't there to try and get and, one over on each and other. Took, took, the edge, took the edge off, which was absolutely brilliant. We went to Birmingham Bowl. I was expecting to be Wood Elves and Dwarfs from door to door. Yeah. Okay, my first game was against Wood Elves. Right. But the rest of it wasn't, and it was lovely, and everybody there was a NAF member. Yeah. So if you are doing your own tournament or you're looking for tournaments, don't be afraid to run a NAF event. Don't be afraid to go to a NAF event, but also don't be afraid to go to a non-NAF event. As yeah. long as the rule set looks clear, looks straightforward, and they say, you know, and the place seems pretty well structured, go for it because it will be great fun. I mean, the the one thing I think that I would suggest again, if you're looking at hosting a tournament, is have a chat to other tournament organisers. Like we haven't done one yeah I've spoken to, to Sean yeah. I've spoken to Rob, uh, Rob from, from North Wales yeah. as well and and John at Entoyment he's run them as well so I can chat to him as well yeah. and it's like and these guys aren't thinking hold on you're, you're, you're doing what I'm doing they want to help and that's they the, want to that's want the to great thing about the Blood Bowl community and whether it is tournament like TOs or um, podcasts we should be all supporting each other for the, just to grow the community because right. More Blood Bowl is more better. More Blood Bowl is more better. So that's my thoughts on Tanaf or not Tanaf. No, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly behind you, sir. Wonderful. Okay, topic number two for today is building a legacy, adding RPG elements to Blood Bowl. Now, this is this is something you are crazy for. It really is. So give me the lowdown. Off the cuff, I've never done an RPG in my life. Okay. Ever. So... We're about to. But... It's not really an RPG. No, it's not. It's... RPG elements. RPG elements. So... So it's like adding narrative events to Blood Bowl. So my... My thought from this came from reading the Blood Bowl books that you lent me. Oh, I know. Last year. Where... And I believe we touched on this before on the podcast anyway. Where the... Bad Bay Bad Bay Hackers, even... Um, end up in in a second book with a wizard and a treeman and zombies, like which yeah. you can't get in the standard Blood Bowl game. You can't have a human team. There is the options for, for different types of players being able to come into this, but you don't get that. And I like the idea of having a random player being able to join for whatever reason. It, in a normal sport, you get scouts, you get yep. training, you get level ups, and you get Man United suddenly bring up a guy through the ranks who's from the Netherlands. Yeah. And it's just like, where did he come from? Someone's gone out there and found him. Or he's come over for a trial. And you get an in the real world, they're, they're coming from they have the seven C- CFL players. and yeah. everything. Yeah. So there is that, that, that mixture. But again, you don't get that. Despite the vast number of races which are clearly within the, the, the current world of Blood Bowl, there is very little mixing. And that is why we went absolutely crazy for mixed teams and yes. the trading player rules to try and add yes. that to, like we said earlier, to building your fra- to build your franchise. Exactly. This sport isn't one-dimensional. No. You don't lose a blitzer, gain a blitzer, lose a lineman, gain a lineman. And Blood Bowl does a great job of making it feel like that because every single game, you, you never get a set-piece play. Every play is different. Every player is unique. Every game is unique. And your team basically never stays as a single perfect unit ever and any fan of any sports team knows that is the case i'm a packers fan this season this is a great example of this you, you come in you're like cool got these guys got these guys got these guys boom he's gone boom he's gone and your, your season changes and your team changes and that but it only changes for the worst in blood Bowl. you get your level up yes but the only thing that really changes dies. is you guys go missing or they get reset essentially yes. now this is where i think that 
you can mix, like you said, elements of RPG with a game. Yeah. You play a game like normal. Like there's no there's no messing around with Blood Bowl. You play a game. The actual Done. yeah. However, in between, you're travelling between games. Who's to say someone doesn't contract a disease and as such they they lose minus one movement because they've I don't know, they're ill for the next game. Or they lose armour so they can't take a hit very well. Yeah. For the next game. Just like a, a one-off type thing. It's all about <clears throat> one-off story elements. Isn't That's it. it. Or it, and bear in mind, in my head, this is all done on dice rolls anyway. And we can, yeah, we can we can talk through and, how that could work. Yeah. And you might meet someone on the road. It turns out that it's a you're a human team and you've met a goblin who's down on his luck and yeah. he's decided to, to help you out and be a, an assistant coach because he knows a thing or two. Yeah. And, and it's that type of thing where you don't necessarily get to choose, but you go okay. Well, the next element is you meet someone. Roll, I don't know, yeah, D six or D eight, yeah. whatever, and then based on that, we'll you can make decisions from there. So just to make sure I'm on the right plan, you you want to have a game with your guys and then go right. I've done my home game or my away game or whatever. In between games, we're going to roll on the narrative table. Yeah. Um, and da 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 da. One of my players goes missing. Okay, do I have an option? I have an option to try and to send one of my players to go find him. Yes. Or to just not worry about it and um, he misses the next game and, and then he comes back in the game. Yeah. Actually, you, you do send your player to go find him. And, you know, you could randomise it either to, you know, actually, that guy does a great job. He gets a, a, a plus one strength or something. You know, you yeah, can create that, that, that link. And that's it. And that, for me, takes into account like the training aspect. Things can happen outside of that, which yeah. will give you your extra stat if you're really lucky. Or a couple of extra SPP. Yeah. Like, you get lost in the forest and he gets chased off by, by spider riders. That's it. He gets plus one movement. <laughs> or plus one agility because of the, the way he moved throughout the rest of it. And in fact, he managed to get away. Congratulations. But, but you're definitely thinking highly narrative. Highly narrative. And really expansive. So do you want, uh, do you want this to permanently affect your team yeah. in, the, in the way of players? Yes. If, if you can have a treatment. Yeah. If you're orc, if you're halfling. I know, I know you love the idea of randomly getting a treatment. Just anything. Just it, it, even that something that's would, just completely ridiculous. That would be another great thing about that that special team. Like that is my my team. How the hell did you get a treatment? Wow. Well, <laughs> well, I lost a player. Who, so I sent my star blitzer to go find him, and he ended up befriending a treatment, and now yeah. I have a treatment. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great story. It's just fantastic. Balance would be an issue, but you you would want to play it in a league. But it would be kind of like a high narrative league, wouldn't it? Everyone would have to be on the same boat. Yeah. It wouldn't be. You couldn't roll, run a normal league and have your own narrative because no. that would be broken as you like. And I just, I love that idea. It's and it would happen. It would happen. And <laughs> well, the books. It ha- that's the it kind of thing that happens in the books. You've got diseases. You've got zombie plagues. You've got anything. You've got everything. But you could also have actual choices for your team. So you said a goblin's down on his luck. Actually, you got a chance of uh, you know what. Goblin bookie gives you good odds. Yes. You know, do you you know do you bet do you bet thirty gold pieces, knowing that on a four plus you get an extra thirty back? Well, that's great. Actually, you know what? Make it two d six. So on a seven plus you get sixty gold. Yeah. So you spend thirty, you roll two d six. Seven plus you get sixty gold. Great. On doubles, something bad happens. Yes. Your coach gets caught. A player gets caught. You miss a player. And there's a lot of stuff like that in the special play cards, which add a lot of theme. Or at least they were in the old CRP ones, but this makes it a story. And I think you know what, as a as a league, as an ongoing league thing, it would be really cool. So it's definitely not a full RPG, but if you can get choices in there, 
and real special elements of developing these teams that are unique. And you're like, yeah. oh man, like I've got a chance to have a dream man. Yeah. You know. And, but this, you could also have, I don't know, say for example, you've got a, a player is seriously injured or is injured, badly hurt in a match, right? Yeah. Apothecary tries to help out, messes it up, the guy loses a hand. He gets a hook. Guy's never got claw. And just, it's <laughs> like all random stuff like that. Or he's on his pickup, he's got minus one agility because he's only got one arm. Yeah. And, and it's stuff like that where you can oh. just. A crazy scientist offers to repair one of your players. He gets no hands. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Stuff like I that. think as long as there's the element of choice there for your team. So you can be like, um, that seems risky. So no, I think I'll just have him miss the next game. Or you can be like, yeah, you know what? I'll go for it. Maybe he loses his hands. Um, <laughs> but it'd just be so fun. It's a great narrative. And it's so befitting of the Blood Bowl world. Yes. So really, our question to you guys, anybody who's still listening, um, <laughs> is... Is this kind of narrative randomization in between games interesting to you? Because we got a load of ideas, and I've been doing some work on what are essentially 2D6 and D66 charts. Nice. And we could put something together with your input to get something going that could be really great fun. It's not a full RPG, but I'd love to do that in the future. Um, but to add that element of sports roleplay for you as the coach running a team right, do I do this? Do I not do this? Is this a good idea? Okay, so on the travels, you get robbed. Okay, crap, what does that mean yes. for me? It actually adds that narrative element. And I think if everyone's doing it, it could be great fun. So just, if there is anyone out there that's interested in that or wants to help us develop that, 100%. drop us a line and, um, you know, we'll get talking. because we'll stick a post out. Yeah, because I think it's something that we can work on in between podcasts and just chuck out there, see if there's an interest. And you know what? You and I can do it. We can update it. A little segment in the podcast. Yeah. Like, right, what happened to your team this week? Well, you know, uh, we got robbed by pirates. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> One of my guys was yeah. thrown overboard. Yeah, and now I've got a sea elf on yeah. my team. <laughs> yes. Which is, which is awesome. Oh. Uh, and his name is John. Is it? <laughs> Long time. Uh, and, then in, and then in the next episode of my team, um, he got an infection and now he's got no hands. Yeah. Uh, but he's really angry about it, so he's got frenzy instead. Yeah. So it's a very strange player. Uh, but that's just that's just some kind of awesome narrative that's so unique, and it's not something you get a chance to do with Blood Bowl. Adds no. depth, adds a little bit of a crazy element. I think it adds buy-in. Uh, I just you, you can't help it if you end up getting a a one-legged goblin, right? You yep. wouldn't help but love him a little more and hope he does really well. It'd be amazing. It'd be great. But you could also get that element of um, team development without the narrative by having some kind of random free agent at the end of the game. That would be the really boring way of doing it. Yeah, but then I think that's that's too minimal. It is, because then it's like, oh, what did you get at the end of your game? I rolled a tree man, so I rolled a tree man. What did you get? I got a hobgoblin. Yeah, it's just not as fun. Yeah. Although, Whereas if there is that sort of you meet him on the road and you've got a chance to do yeah. X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a thousand steps. No. But just something where you can, your first decision is you can leave it or you can continue. Yeah, that's it. Don't think the element of choice has got to be in there, but everything else is, is really up to us. Yeah. And you I guys, think. if anybody wants to give us a hand. Yeah. So that is Building a Legacy, Blood Bowl RPG Lite. And we want to just start creating something <laughs> ridiculous fun. All good? Yeah, really well. Absolutely brilliant. Right, let's, uh, let's contemplate some star players. Ooh.
Okay, so the main star player we're going to talk about today is Count Luther von Drakenborg. And the reason for that is because Rich is absolutely crazy for undead teams at the moment. I am. And he's been running him quite a bit. I have. And another chap. Who was the other guy? Uh, Setek. Cool. So, Luther von Drakenborg. Borg? 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 Berg. Luther. Count. Count. Count Luther. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He is for Necromantic, Undead, and Vampire teams, yes. which is very fitting as the Undead teams recently come out. 390k, movement 6, strength 5, Ash 4, armor 9. So he's 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 hench and agile. He is hench and agile. He's, no bloodlust. No, right. Well, yeah. So he's a strong vampire so far. Strength 5 vampire. Yep. Pretty good. Skill set, loner, block, hypnotic gaze. So, Lona, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Block, standard, good for a star player. Hypnotic Gaze, standard for a vampire. Yep. Regen, again, standard for a vampire. And Sidestep. So this guy, Strength 5, Edge 4 with Block and Sidestep. That is basically his wheelhouse. How have you found him in games? Ineffective. Really? Yep. And I've only been able to use him a couple of times because it's and because of the inducements. You don't really get... Yeah. Um, the, the value is, is, is unlikely to get that very often but I would almost want him to have strength 4 edge 5 to be able to actually utilise the a scoring player case. No, yeah to be able to use it and I think maybe dodge instead of block would have been better because maybe that's that's something that Undead doesn't necessarily have but they've got the yeah. the ghoul player haven't they they have got the ghoul the ghoul comes with dodge um but he just, I was I was hoping for more from him, particularly from his his value. Because three ninety, that's forty short of Morg. He's yeah, he's a he's the second most expensive player, and I don't think that he has the impact that Morg does. Forty k, granted, I can't have Morg. He's the replacement for Morg, and that's it, isn't he? And um, I just I found him. I, maybe it's because I didn't really know how to use him. I tried using him to uh, with hypnotic gaze to be able to. to make blocks a little bit easier to be able to bypass players but it was still a three plus provided I didn't have any tackle zones for him to be able to hypnogaze because it's an unmodified edge oh yeah that's true and which is the same as every other vampire exactly so if he was edge five maybe it would work a bit better so why did you take him instead of ramped at the third because I keep using ramped at the third and I wanted to try something different. So Ramtup is 380, move 5, strength 6, yeah. edge 1, EV 9, yeah. with loner, break tackle, mighty blow, regeneration and wrestle. So he's got wrestle instead of block, he's strength 6, he's got mighty blow and he's got break tackle. He's beautiful. He, yeah, but he's not Morg either. No, he's not. But with break tackle, yeah, he can get into a cage, three tackle zones on a 3+. That's pretty mighty. And then rock in there with Mighty Blow and Wrestle. So he's yeah. like the king sacker. So yeah. you found him more effective than Count Luther. Yes. But the player who I find most effective out of all of the, the star players available to me is Wilhelm Cheney. <laughs> really? I know we didn't even mention him at the beginning. But that's okay. I mean, um, Rick, a guy at the club, was running him last night against Lewis's uh, Lizardman. He is great. Although he has wrestled as well. He does. So he's 240. All right, move eight. Strength four. Edge three. Armour 8. Loner, Catch, Claws, Frenzy, Regeneration, Wrestle. So he's, he's a utility guy mm-hmm. with decent strength um, and really good movement. Well, so, protein, and he, got three so he gives you scoring, 
Yeah. And some and some serious pow there. Yeah. Strength four, frenzy claws, and wrestles too. He can get you out of a sticky situation as well. He's yeah, he's he's pretty good. And you would happily sacrifice him over one of your own players, so you don't lose your player. So you could even run Wilhelm Cheney and uh, the skeleton with a chainsaw. Yeah. Either one of them now. The, the Hack and one. Slash, or whatever his name is. Uh, the the new one or the old one. Um, probably for the same amount, can't you? So Hack and Slash he's is one, 120. Yeah, so, so it'll be so literally for yeah. less. Um, you and get both those star players. You get the chainsaw option. You get Frenzy Claws, which is you know pretty great. Rather than Count Luther von Drachenborg. Yeah. Okay. I think that's that's good advice. Obviously, someone like you is building your collection of models. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just only a couple. Having those models are available. And you know what? Forge World are coming out with them. But there's some great third-party models out there. Yeah. Um, how did you find Sidestep on Count Luther? Um, Still not amazing? It was handy to keep him in the way. With his strength. Hmm. There weren't many that could actually do something with him. So if you wanted to... if For them to... You're talking three players normally, aren't you? To be able to make that one-die block. And then after all of that, to move. And then you stick him right next to the ball carrier that you were trying to yeah. avoid him from. It's, I think he is best for trying to ruin that cage. Because if you've got if you've got your standard cage with your player in the middle and the four in the corners, yeah. even if you fail that roll for the um, hypnotic gaze on the corner, if they try a block and it's only a push and you end up shoving it right next to the ball carrier, it's, it's horrible for them to try and deal with. I think I agree with you. I still think that Dodge would be better off um, than Sidestep yeah. to make him uh, a scoring scoring threat because Strength 5, Edge 4 can just go wherever he wants for a lot of the time because he can just blitz his way in there and then dodge himself out. Yeah, which is I really think his, his value, again, that's it. I mean, I used, um, this is slightly off topic, but I used Luke Grip Whip Arm last night. Yeah. And for 160k you got a guy with tentacles, strong arm, pass, sure hands, and dodge. He's a great utility player. Armour 9. Yeah. Oh, is he not armour? Armour 9. Wow, he's hench. Um, so there we go, Count Luther von Drakenberg, half, uh, twice the price of Luke Ripon, but not as good. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> um, let us know if there's any star players out there you'd love our feedback on, or anyone you've uh, been playing with, um, who you thought was really, really impactful on the game. Yeah, please do. Thanks once again for listening to us, guys. Um, it's a, uh, hopefully we'll get a bit of interaction with you guys and we'll post a couple of bits up. But until then, we'll see you next time. Yep, thanks very much, guys. And remember, two heads aren't always better than one. <laughs>